Welcome to TPN, the walk-on for the Props Network. I am Joel Walkowski. It is a beautiful, terrible, I mean, Friday afternoon here at the Bushwick Betting Bunker. And you know what? Everything today is taking twice the time it needs to. It takes me 40 minutes to get here. I had to go clear up things within an employer. Sammy, you know what they made me do? What'd they make They you? made me wait in the rain for a half hour to unlock the door. I told this place I'm quitting, and they're like, uh, that's, they couldn't fire me, but they did a similar bit of disrespect, not feeling it. I, I was so bothered by that. I needed to make sure that the Twitterverse didn't think that I was the one that locked you out of the bed yeah, bunker. Yeah, and I'm not one to complain. I'm, I was raised Catholic. I can bottle it all up really well, but I needed to spout off and complain about Nooklin, the real estate company in Brooklyn. I'm leaving because you're crooked, and now you're making me walk through an entire Friday, and I got to walk on with wet jeans. That's no good. (laughs) Are we naming names now on this show? We're naming Nooklin.com. I don't like them. (laughs) I haven't. They they're like, oh yeah, come back next week, sign my NDA. It's like, nah, dog. I I pipe off no matter what. You're mistreating me. I'm dragging your name through the mud. But luckily. I'm here with my bud. He knows more football than me. He turns a profit every week. He's good from 51, 52, and 53. It's Steve Clark coming in live. Man, blast down on Nooklin. They were terrible. Like they, It's raining so hard. I go out of my way to go to this meeting, and then you leave me outside for a half hour? Rotten hell. Unacceptable. <laughs> Next time I'm looking for an apartment or a home... I will not be using Nooklin. Well, use me. I'll, I'll hook it up, and um, I'll, I'll, I'll throw you a little kickback of the commission. You, you, you pit any pair of shoes in the sneakers app. I got them for you, baby. I, Hell yeah. <laughs> how you doing? You got Ray's fever? I got Ray's fever, except the last two games have not been great. I think everyone in the world has Ray's fever other than the people living in Houston right now. Um, I, I love it. What a disaster this is becoming. Why are they? How are they keeping it close? Yeah, they... One in dramatic fashion yesterday. This Rays team is so likable, and yeah. it's just like the 2020 calendar is rearing its ugly head. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have the 2020 Astros join the 2004 Red Sox in baseball history. It's a disaster. It's an absolute disaster. And hey, the Lakers won Yuck. to the surprise of no one. So sports are. It's going to be weird when it's just football again. I'm so used to having options. Yeah, and you're going to have options because you're going to be betting on college football so much more, I bet. So before we get into it, can I get some quick MLB picks for tonight? I've got a term paper due tomorrow. (laughs) I'm going to have it on in the background. I'm leaning Astros-Dodgers. What do you think? Hold on. Let me see who's pitching. You know, off the top of your Michelle head. Is on the Astros again. She, she's gotten good. I've made a profit off her this week, she, actually. Our new. She's plus money. Yeah, plus money. But that's just because she got that Altuve special. Mm. <sighs> I would take. I, I mean, I'm not going to bet because I'm just going to watch and hope the Rays win. But I'm. I would take the Rays. I. I can't imagine the Astros coming back from 3-0 and taking it to a game seven, and then. Who's pitching for the Dodgers? It's not Kershaw. He just got blasted yesterday, right? Yeah, for the Dodgers, they've got Dustin May going. Oh God! I maybe take the Braves. The- I don't. I'm I'm not super well informed right now. I've been so into football and just watching Rays games for fun that don't take my advice. But I would go Rays Braves. 
Yeah, and the there's great value in the Braves actually. Plus one and a half is plus one fourteen, which is a nice place to be with a baseball line. But let's get into the football, and we're gonna talk props here. Spoiler alert: we have one of the same props. But I was looking at the best <laughs> the best values for teams' futures. Why shouldn't I bet on the L.A. Rams to win the Super Bowl at eighteen to one? Eighteen to one. Yeah. Yeah, take it. You at this point, I mean, it would be a catastrophe if they didn't make the playoffs, and that already puts them as one of the top fourteen teams in the league with the extended expanded playoff thing. So your odds are good just because they're going to be top fourteen and you're getting eighteen to one. And here's the thing about the Rams that scares me is they haven't played anyone. I mean, they lost to the Bills, who are the only good team they've played. The other four wins are all against the NFC East. Yeah, but that loss to the Bills, like you can't really feel badly about your team no. coming out of that one. Like yeah. they they comported themselves well. They played with a lot of character, both made plays on both sides of the football. And you know, if you stack them up against the Seahawks and the Packers and the Bucks and the other presumptive contenders in the NFC, I think you'd have a hard time convincing me that like any of those teams are significantly better than the Rams are. That'll be, I can't wait. They play the Seahawks in a few weeks. I'm very excited for that game. But yeah, I mean, listen, their wins have come against the Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, and Washington. I'm like not, I'm also a pessimist when it comes to watch, like watching my teams. So I'm not fully convinced that they're going to be great. I think 18 to 1 odds on them is a good pick um, just because the value is there. And yeah, we haven't seen them against a good team other than the Bills, so we don't know. Like them against the Seahawks, I would I can't wait to see that game. Yeah. If we can hold the Seahawks to 30 points, we might be able to win. Yeah, and I think there is a lot of value in the Rams across the board just because they're not a public team. It feels like they've been in the national spotlight for three plus years. So people are are a little bored of them, but they're a very effective and well run and their football team with strengths all over the field. Yeah, I think we easily go 10 and 6, could even maybe go 11 and 5. So we'll have a decent seating as well. Yeah, and like even if you're not able to get this division which is a such a tough division even with, with recent struggles from Arizona and San Francisco, you know, you're looking at probably a first round playoff game against the against Andy Dalton and the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, honestly. Or Carson Wentz and the Eagles. That division, what a nightmare. Yeah, we maybe we try and avoid that on this one. We only talk NFL here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be nuts when in like week 16 when they show the graphic for in the hunt for the NFC. It's going to have the Giants at 4 and 11, the Eagles at 5 and 10. It'll be like the the, the Washington football team will be 3 and 11 and will not be eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, and like the Cowboys are the betting favorite right now. They lost their left tackle and quarterback for the entire year. There isn't those are the two biggest problems an NFL team can face in yeah. season. And I don't think they have a great coach or infrastructure to get through those things. The fact that they're a favorite right now, maybe it's gonna be wild. I'm ex I'm excited to see how Andy Andy Dalton does though, because when he came in after that horrific ankle injury that cbs decided to leave the camera on for 15 seconds oh, for some reason i was watching on on sunday ticket they cut to it i i'm not exaggerating probably about 20 times yeah they showed it over and over on on cbs they showed the injury they did the close-up on the ankle 
because they I'm guessing they didn't realize what it was. And then instead of cutting away when they realized what happened, they took a closer angle for five seconds. Yeah, apologies to Dak. I wish him well. And dang, he got surgery very quickly. He got it that night. Yeah, and like it, I don't blame him entirely for that because like when you saw it the first time, I was like, oh, he his shoe popped out of his right. foot. And then you realize, oh, the rest of his foot is still in the shoe. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope he comes back. I like Dak, but... I don't think Andy Dalton's going to be that bad in this offense. And are you aware of Andy Dalton's um, incentive? No. What's his incentive? If the Cowboys win the Super Bowl with him as the starting quarterback, he gets $7 million. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I believe I haven't, been, I haven't been able to double check this. I, there's just not a database of contract figures, but I think that's the biggest bonus clause in American sports history. That's amazing. Now's his chance, man. All right. Are you ready to get into the props? Let's do it. Okay. Lead us off, my friend. Let me start by saying I'm not in love with any of these picks. So take them all with a grain of salt. I had trouble this week finding stuff I like really loved. Um, but these are the ones I came up with. I do. I think, I mean, obviously I picked them. So there's a better chance than not that I think they'll hit. But I think we can have discussions about the negatives of all of them. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. And I just to your point, I think it's a tough week across the board. I think the big play this week was probably Patriots versus Broncos. That's probably getting taken off the board. The, so the second pick I would have liked was probably Vikings over Falcons. That's probably getting like taken off the board. And the, the no brainer that's left is Steelers minus three and a half. And like, that's not a fun bet to have. You know, it's going to hit, but any football fan with half a heart and a conscience is pulling for the Browns in this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, man, I'm going to take the, Ra I'm going to go pretty heavy on the Rams against the 49ers. And I, I know I love the Rams. There's just, I just get a feeling about the Niners getting three and a half at home after getting embarrassed. I think there's probably good value in that line for the line for the Niners to keep it a field goal game. Yeah, we will see. We will see if Jimmy G makes it through a whole game. Um, all right, let me get to these props. Here's what I'm starting with. I got the Titans to score 30-plus points at plus 115. They're playing against the Texans, who obviously have not been a great team this year. Since Ryan Tannehill took over last year, it's been he's played 14 games as a starting quarterback. They're 11-3 and three hitting the over. And you know... One stat I saw that supports your pick, Ryan Tannehill, his red zone touchdown percentage is 85, which is it's, best of any NFL quarterbacks in that span. It's insane. He's like weirdly so good. It's another Adam Gase case. To He's the worst coach of all time. Um, yeah, he's probably the second worst coach in the NFL right now and the worst coach of all time. I would agree. Do you think he's with worse than Adam Gase? Uh, there's a guy in a in a hefty bag on my sidelines who I'm none too fond of, <laughs> who Adam Gase beat head-to-head -head soundly by 25 points in both their first starts. All right, yeah, you might have a case. Yeah. But, okay, the Titans are averaging over 30 points per game this year. A.J. Brown is back. That offense looked really good with A.J. Brown back last week. Texans are allowing 28 points per game. The game total is set at 54, so it's going to be a high-scoring game. 30-plus points, definitely doable for the Titans. I would agree, and but my counter-argument here is 
when did the Titans play this week? They played on Tuesday night. This is a Sunday 1 p.m. start. So they're having Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, four days to heal, to implement a game plan, and to be just confident in their execution. Like you might see a lot of sloppiness just based on the calendar here. Here's my counter to your counter. Ooh, it's like a Home Depot showroom over here. They came off of two weeks of having their facility closed with 23 people having COVID, and then they put up over 40 points. Against a great defense as well. So, yeah, I, I get it there. I'm just worried about the the physiology of like humans recovering from an <laughs> NFL game in order to play another NFL game in about half a week. It's fair. That is fair. They should, yeah. Coming off a Tuesday game, it should be the same rule where you cannot, you have to play Monday the next week. But I guess we already have two Monday night games. We have a five o'clock Monday game and an eight o'clock Monday game. Yeah, Sam, can we put on the Monday night game during the show on Monday? I want to watch that one. And you can host at the same time. I'll just, well, I'll just keep an eye on it. I want to poke in. It's Chiefs Bills. That's a great matchup. A that's game. a that's a divisional preview. We might need to do a reschedule for Monday. We'll talk. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> we'll talk. Um, so yeah, I, I can be talked into that. I have my reservations with the schedule, as you know, but gun to my head, I think I probably support it. I do lean Texans plus three and a half in that game, just cause I put a little weight in the rest thing. Like, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm biased. I hate the Titans. I want them to rot in hell. I have Derek Henry in every fantasy team somehow, and I just can't stand them. You throw the COVID thing into the mix and I wish they would go away, but here we are, and I think you might make some money off them this week. They're weirdly good. It's so bizarre to watch. Like, they shouldn't be as good as they are. Yeah, but I, we just have these impressions of Tannehill that, from his Miami gay days. Exactly. And, like, that's just on us as people who, like, care about football and analyze every team in the league that, you know, watching a guy, like, have the Chauncey Billups career arc isn't something we're used to as NFL <laughs> fans. It's true. Okay, so my my pick this week, you know, to sum up what I'm thinking, I think the Lions are probably going to have their way with the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. I think this is a tanking Jacksonville team despite what we saw in week one where they won a game because of weather conditions. But the way to beat Jacksonville actually has a really good run defense. So I like Adrian Peterson, <laughs> longest rush, Zero to nine (laughs) yards plus 240. I mean, it is certainly possible. Here's the thing, though. Jacksonville's... I I also think the Lions will be ahead. So I think AP's going to get 20 touches. You think if you give Adrian Peterson the ball 20 times, he doesn't bust a 12-yard run? But I know it's going to be hot there. I know it's going to be humid there. And I know the strength of this Jacksonville Jaguars team is its linebacking core. So they're hurt. I, Miles Jack is hurt. Miles Jack is hurt. But Jake had assures me that they will be an adept run-stopping operation. <laughs> like, I, 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 I did a 30-minute preview of this game with Jake a couple days ago. And he says the, wow. he says if the Lions pass the ball, they cannot be stopped any time in this game. And I think, you know, now that we've had the bye, we've had DeAndre Swift has had time to heal. The, Kenny Galladay's 100%. Kenny Galladay's 100%. And, 
you know, for all the like black marks with this team, carry on Johnson is a great pass blocker. So if they're going to be pass heavy, I think that implies to me as an observer of this team that you're going to see AP getting limited reps this week, as opposed to his usage against green Bay or Chicago. Interesting. It'll just be funny for you to be cheering against your team to get a long run. Yeah, and you know it. It will be there. I do. Can I go into my other pick from this game just to kind yeah, of for sure. It? Um, T.J. Hawkinson. The the line on his receiving yards is forty two point five. Mine is one hundred and fifteen yards. I mean, just for who kind of who he's shown to be as like a productive tight end, that line feels low to me. I think you can pencil him in for fifty to sixty ish yards each week, especially with them having to justify how egregiously high he was drafted. Yeah, and that's another thing with the injuries on the Jaguars' defense. Who's going to stop a big body like that? Yeah, and if, if there is an adjustment, I think you're going to see a lot of Galladay and Marvin Jones early, but mm-hmm. I think Hawkinson should you know, continue his track record of finding room in the flat and being able to get some decent yards after the catch. And like for all his flaws, the dude runs a beautiful corner route, and Stafford seems so inclined to give it to him each time. Yeah. I've taken TJ Hawkinson before and he's burned me, but you know, he's a good, he's a good tight end and this is a bad defense. So I could see it happening. Yeah. And 40, 42.5, that's a pretty low line for receiving yards. Like he's projected to get like 850 ish receiving yards on the air. So this would be in line with that. Yeah. Um, I also have someone from this game. I've got on the other side, LaVisca Chenault, I'm taking 75 plus receiving yards at plus 130. Okay. DJ Chark is hurt. I don't know if he's going to play. If he does play, I think he'll be limited, more of a decoy type thing. And Chenault is becoming their number two, will be their number one if Chark is out. He's been, he's got five catches for 86 yards and 70 and seven catches for 79 yards in the last two weeks. And as we were saying, the Lions are probably going to lead this game. The Jaguars are going to have to play catch-up. Minshew's probably going to have to throw the ball 40 times. And Chenault right now is their healthiest and best weapon against the team that plays man coverage that'll be exhausted in the fourth quarter when Chenault can just take one for 40 yards. Yeah, and they're not going to adjust there. It's going to be 80 (laughs) degrees. It's going to be humid. It's going to be raining like the morning of that game, I believe. And I expect them to take advantage in the second half. Yeah. My one caveat here is I know Chenault missed a few practices this week. He came back yesterday. Okay, so he's back in practice. But, you know, that tells me he's not 100%. And they're even surprised at how healthy he's been at this point in the season. I know he had some big injury concerns coming out of Colorado. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm I'm in line with the thinking. But, you know, as your friend, as someone who passes to you from the elbow, I just got to deliver it and go, hey, he might be a little banged up. Yeah, we'll see. I, I just think with Chark out, though, the opportunity will be there. But yeah, if he's hurt, I mean, obviously, you're screwed. Just like how I had Dak to score three touchdowns last week, and he broke his ankle in the second quarter. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you should. If 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 sportsbooks are going to refund Trubisky MVP bets, maybe they can re, refund some Dak Prescott compound fracture bets. I you saw some, some sportsbooks did refund it, which was nice. Yeah, you got to write a letter. Yeah. (laughs) Send it Pony Express. Okay, this next one is my favorite line of the player props this week. Okay. So we we have a great matchup in the early slate on one o'clock. I like the Bears playing the Panthers. You know, the Bears, 
they released running back Mike Davis last year. He's filled in for Christian McCaffrey in an amazing way. Yeah. And they've been really kind of pushing this narrative of, oh, he wasn't good enough for the Bears. He wasn't good enough for the Bears. His over-under is 60.5 rushing yards. I think given the amount of carries he's due to have in this game, that's a likely figure to get. The Bears have a great pass rush, but I don't know if they are the stout run-defending team you would expect given the abilities of their defensive linemen. So you're taking Mike Davis over 60 and a half. Yeah, Mike Davis over 60 and a half yards in a revenge, just from a revenge point of view, from a usage point of view, from the perspective that I think Carolina is an adult, responsible, well-run football team, (laughs) and the lead backs in those sort of operations get good production. Yeah, I love Mike Davis. And he's doing it all, too. He's getting like six catches a game like 18 carries a game he's doing everything 16 and a half seems very reasonable especially if the panthers can be in the lead yeah and and Um, the football nerd in me is just in love with this year's panthers team they're so fun they're so out of nowhere and so fun i know in the off season in like april you said that you were going to take the panthers i don't know if you were taking their over on their wins or if you were going to take them as like a sleeper super bowl team but if you actually did those, because they were like 50 to one back then. Yeah. And you know what? I saw how they had so many changes in this weird off season. I was like, oh, I think they've got like a 13 new starters. No yeah. way will they be good. And just for them to be as effective as they have been so far is astounding to me. Hats off to the new ownership, to Matt Rule. They're doing a great job down there. And in 10 years, I think Carolina will be the crown jewel of the South. Wow. Wow. And Teddy Bridgewater is good. Yeah, he, he's, he's all right. <laughs> uh, on the other team, I'm taking the other running back, David Montgomery, over 60 and a half rushing yards at minus 115. Um, the Panthers are not good against running backs. They're giving up over 170 scrimmage yards to running backs per game, over 130 rushing yards to running backs per game. And since Tariq Cohen got hurt a few weeks ago, Montgomery's getting like 70 to 80% of the snaps. Um, and I think it'll be, it'll be a close enough game to where Montgomery will get, you know, 15, 16 ca- uh, carries. Panthers are allowing 5.4 yards per carry. So just doing the simple math in my head, he should hit 60 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, I'm with that. And I've given you a lot of like counterpoints or arguments. I'm going to give you something that helps your argument here. These players aren't immune to the headlines. And when Le'Veon Bell was released by the Jets, I saw so much clamoring from the Chicago media about, oh, we need him in Chicago. He's going to unlock this Bears offense. Like, I think David Montgomery's pretty good. He's played most of his career injured. Mm-hmm. And just given like the identity of these two teams, like, playing off against playing each other. I think it's the sort of matchup that's going to be lend itself to running back production. Yep. All right. I am with it. Um, Well, this game got canceled, but I think that might help this pick. So I'm going to give it anyway. Has the game officially been canceled now? Mm, It may or may not be. It's on the fence right now, but I did like the Denver Broncos zero touchdowns plus four forty, <laughs> and now with the game in in a little bit of trouble, I think I gotta say I still like that. I don't think they'll be able to score if the game is canceled. Yeah, I don't think they will be either. But even if they do play, Melvin Gordon's out. Melvin Gordon is out. 
Philip Lindsay is out. Drew is Locke he? is out. Wow. Yeah. Then yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't. I don't see it. Yeah, and th- this game, we, I was going to put an irresponsible amount on the Patriots money line just because it's that much of a sure thing. So it it's really has me crestfallen to see it taken off the schedule. God, would Cam play if they play on Sunday? Yeah, Cam slated to play. So yeah, I, I can't imagine they they lose that game. No, and the Patriots, you know, it's hard to like think about them from a football perspective right now. God, I'm saying perspective so much today. But, um, but, you know, we forget they're coming off a loss where they played sloppy in a game they could have easily won. So I think it's really going to be a bounce-back game for New England. And that defense has underperformed so so far this year. They They should be able to just dominate Denver. So if this game happens, what are you looking at, Sam? down i was just seeing what helmet's down oh what helmet it's usually a sign of things to come hold on i'll tell you yeah the colts helmet did fall off the table as i was picking the colts this week so oh wow i I can't i can't bet on the colts it's bad juju oh the The Rams might not play oh no the colts the rams fell oh no (laughs) Uh uh-oh yikes yeah 49ers are gonna bounce back then all right we're over it so let's hear that next pick steve all right, this is a pick I truly don't like. So <laughs> do not bet this. But, you know, it has the possibility to hit, and I have a couple reasons why. Ezekiel Elliott, 100 rushing yards at plus 100. In the three games, the Cowboys haven't been blown out. Zeke has gotten 19, 22, and 22 carries. They're bringing in Andy Dalton. I don't know if they're going to want to throw Andy Dalton into the fire, I think maybe they throw a couple more carries Zeke's way. Maybe he hits 25 carries this week. Um, And I think with the volume, obviously the offensive line is banged up. The volume, and it's a game that hopefully they can keep close. I don't love what I'm seeing from the Cardinals. Um, If it's a close enough game, Zeke will get the touches. But again, 100 yards is a lot of yards. He hasn't done it yet this year. So I'm not in love with it. Chandler Jones is out for the Cardinals. That's big. Um, but yeah, this is a total toss-up. Is he out for the year? I think he's out for the whole year. Yeah, that Cardinals defense is really underperformed. Isaiah Simmons, who I think I loved before the draft, he hasn't been able to get on the field whatsoever. He's playing like no. 15% of snaps. Yeah. So I like that. I'm a little bit worried about the level of injuries on the Cowboys offensive line. They're... Re- their left tackles out. Their replacement center for Travis Frederick still hasn't played well. There's t- talk about who's going to start there, but the Cowboys are dumb, and they're <laughs> they're going to care about Monday Night Football, and they're going to try and trot out their stars under the bright lights to make a a big day of it. So exactly, you know, I think they're going to be feeding Zeke left and right because what's going to make they want to make the brand look good what makes the brand look good a dominant zeke elliott performance i would love it i would love it if this pick that i'm not in love with is the one that hits well you you fall in love with your your other picks i want i want a confident steve i want you mean and you know you have what it takes just like you were in that field goal kicking video and you conjure up those skills while i do a little bit of an ad read huh great are you located in a state with legal online sports betting Do not make a bet this season before you visit thepropsnetwork.com. Thepropsnetwork.com has you covered with free bets 
and special bonus deals from all the top U.S. online sports books. Get $30 free bets and up to a $600 risk-free bet at Unibet. Or you can claim a $1,000 signing bonus bundle from DraftKings Sportsbook. Or try PointsBet Sportsbook with four risk-free bets totaling up to $1,000 using promo code BONUSPROPS. The Props Network is also the only betting news site with live NFL odds for every game. Live betting is the way to go. Check, check the Props Network. Have that advise where your money is going to go at around 1.45 Sunday afternoon. That's the time to do it. And, you know, the Props, this, this helps you. You can shop the comps and help yourself get the biggest payout possible before you lock in your bet. So do your bankroll favor this season and check out thepropsnetwork.com. Must be 21 or older to bet online. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. Man, just doing the, that that disclaimer at the end of the ad reads, it makes me think about what must blind people think when they're watching television in an, in an advertisement for a prescription comes on? They don't see the ad. They just hear the side effects at the end of the ad. <laughs> that That's the least problematic take I have today. Second... <laughs> We have those Heisman. Can I do the other one, Sam? I might get in trouble for this. As long as you don't call Nick Saban the leader of the Confederacy again, you're good. <laughs> well, we have those Heisman House commercials with everyone who has a Heisman trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Sh- shouldn't Ron Goldman's dad be in those commercials? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has a Heisman trophy. He's probably not as busy as Charles Woodson. Put him in there. <laughs> if he has a Heisman Trophy, let's treat him like a Heisman Trophy winner. Have that dude sell some Nissans, and uh, it's victims' rights. <laughs> so, Steve, do you have any picks? I got another one from this uh, Cardinals-Cowboys game. All right. This one I feel strongly about. Listen, okay, the Cowboys' defense is trash. They are like they are the worst defense in the NFL. It's official now. The Giants, the New York Giants scored 34 points on the Dallas Cowboys last week. That's the Giants. They're allowing 36 points per game. And you don't think the Cardinals are going to get over 28 points this game? Give me a break. Give me the Cardinals over 28 points. Yeah. What's what's the over-under for that game, actually? Let's look at that real quick. So- I guess it's mid-50s. Yeah, so the over-under for that game is 55. Oh, pound that over. I think so. Yeah, so the, I, I like that there. The Cardinals over, their over is 28? Over 28. I thought about taking an over for like uh, for Kyler. I don't love what Kyler's doing. I think he, I mean, he could very easily score two touchdowns with his feet and throw for 150 yards, and they can. the team will still score 30 points. So, yeah, give me the Cardinals team total over over 28. Yeah, and I, I think the Cardinals are a great assembly of talent, but we had a lot of questions about that coach, Cliff Kingsbury, when he was hired. Like, there were some serious red flags about his resume, his work experience, and there were some pretty valid questions about how he'd be able to run an NFL team. And I don't think they're maximizing what they have there. Like, a loss to the, defense, to the, the, the poor defense of the Detroit Lions – is pretty embarrassing. You didn't bounce back the next week against Carolina, and you beat the Jets. So, I mean, I think this game is going to tell us everything we need to know about the yep. Cardinals season moving forward. Exactly. If they're a well-run, competent team, they win this. 
Dallas is limping, but you know, I don't know. It's a tough one. And I don't know either. I took the Cowboys plus like three or four earlier in the week. It's already moved up to plus one. Yeah. So if that, if that's the line, we'll inform my pick on that. If that's the line, I'll probably go Cardinals. If, if you're getting it plus three, Cowboys all day. Yeah. This is one of those games you don't want to do a huge bet on it, but let's look at the time slot. You're back to work on a Monday. You want to put your kick your feet up and relax. You know, maybe you just back one of these teams and enjoy it. Do you think both teams score in the 30s in that game? Yes. Yeah. What Could you, be. What do you think of Cardinals 31 to 40 points at plus 255 at points bet? Exact between 31 and 40 points. I'd be worried about them go, breaking the ceiling on that one. Yeah, they could hop over. If they get two touchdowns in the first quarter, which they well could because they play pretty fast when they're playing well, you could be sweating that for sure. They've got 41 to 50 points at plus 700. That might be worth a shekel. Or bet both of those. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe the 40 or more. That that could be a fun one. Yeah, bet a unit on 31 to 40 and half a unit on 41.50. Let's go. So, you know, a lot of times we make bets based on analysis or what we think will happen. This is just what I want. Miles Garrett over a half sack minus 155. I like Miles Garrett. I don't care about the the story last year with Mason Rudolph. I personally <laughs> side with Miles Garrett in that in that situation. And, yeah. You know, if he's going to Pittsburgh, I will be rooting for him to make an impact on this game. He's the second best defensive lineman in football, so I don't think that's an unreasonable bet whatsoever. My head and my heart are aligned. I will be supporting <laughs> Miles Garrett this Sunday. Yeah, I like this pick a lot. I don't like the juice, like how much you have to pay for it, but he's dominant. He's been dominating all year. It is like a revenge game for him to go and just beat the crap out of Big Ben and the Steelers. So, yeah, I love that pick. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried about um, them playing from behind because I know that Odell's been very sick this week, hasn't practiced. It's not COVID. It's not a case of the Haskins, but they don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was going on? Was Haskins just in the locker room just pooping his pants that game? No, Haskins saw Ferris Bueller and assumed no one else has seen Ferris Bueller. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not starting. I don't want to go. I'm sick. <laughs> Haskins. Haskins. <laughs> All right, I got... The old Ryan Fitzpatrick prop lined up this week. I'm taking Ryan Fitzpatrick 250 plus passing yards against the horrific New York Jets. Uh, the Jets give up the eighth most passing yards per game in the NFL. And Fitzpatrick's doing good this year. He's averaging over 268 yards per game. And that includes that Jaguars game where he only threw for like 120 yards. Um, and this is just a bet against the Jets. The Jets defense is terrible the only thing that could hold this bet back is if the dolphins jump out to a 20 point lead and they just run the ball in the second half yeah and couldn't this be a they're playing the jets couldn't there was no preseason for their rookies isn't the second half of this game a good chance to trot out Tua for a few series i would love that so I mean I think that's what I think Miami's I love their line in this game I, I've liked Brian Flores the entire time and like they kind of limped out of the gate this year, but 
you know, they had a lot of new pieces. They added big, big players in free agency. And now you've seen them string together a couple impressive wins. And so I think the Jets are just going to get dominated in a human Miami environment. And, you know, I your bet would absolutely hit if I thought the game would be close and if I, he was going to get all the snaps. But, you know, I'm just going to be pulling for Tua to get out there. And That'd be that bet super to fun. It also might rain, so check your forecast before you do any bets on that game. Yeah, but Miami, it rains every day, and it stops right at noon. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Okay, so I like Devontae Adams under 87.5 receiving yards. Devontae Adams is hurt. Devontae Adams has the reputation as being a superstar at the receiver position. I think that's a tad unjustified. We saw James Jones get Devontae Adams' numbers. We saw Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson. None of these players are a number one NFL wide receiver. And for his over-under to be that steep when he will be the emphasis of like the Tampa Bay secondary, mm-hmm. Aaron Rod- and he's also banged up. So this number just seems too high for me given the, the amount of attention he'll get and the fact that he's probably not playing at 100%. I like that pick. I, yeah, I can't imagine they immediately target him 15 times in his first week back. I think they were slowly, you know, they have him out there, but they slowly work him back. They're not going to draw up plays specifically for him every single time. Yeah. Um, and in this game, like the Packers don't really need it. Everything that they needed to go their way this season has gone their way. So if they drop one to a good Tampa Bay team, they're still so, there's no threats in that division. They're able no. to play a little bit more conservative, and they know they're going to have that divisional crown to, at the end of the year. Yeah, and the Bucks just lost Vita Vea, so their defensive line isn't going to be that stout against Aaron Jones. I can see him getting having a pretty good game this week too. Yeah, Vita Vea, he's such an important player to that team, and you know I expect the Packers to take advantage of that. Good, good call on that one, Steve. Check this. Okay, so last week. I took Derek Carr's over because I said he's going to have to keep up with that Chiefs offense. Oh, he did. And he threw for over 300 yards, blasted my over bet, cashed it in. Ruined I'm- every parlay in Vegas, every teaser in Vegas. Vegas made a Vegas, they love David Carr. None of the fans, but the businesses in Vegas, they love that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was a, I had the Raiders plus the points was really wishing I took their money line, but, you know, I'll take it. I'll take a win. A win's a win. Yeah, but why would you have taken their money line? You just look at their track record in Arrowhead, and you're like, "Ah, I can't. Yeah. But using the same logic from last week, I'm going to take Josh Allen 300-plus passing yards against the Chiefs, plus 150. Is this the bet we have in common? This is the bet we have in common. Josh Allen plus over 300 plus 150. Those are great odds. Yeah, incredible odds. You're getting paid so much. He's averaging over 317 yards per game as it is. And that's against teams he hasn't had to come back and like keep up with their historic offense. Yeah, this game is going to be absolutely incredible. I cannot wait to watch it. I think I'll have it on the DVR because I'm taking engagement photos at 4.30 on Sunday, <laughs> on Monday, and I didn't realize, 
You know, they'd play a Monday night football game in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> Will you be standing in a, a field of corn or something for those? No, nah, I'm I'm riding the subway. I'm going to a bodega, uh, and then I, I'm I have it planned so I can come here to do our show on Monday. So you're going for the cool Brooklyn couple look for your your engagement. Yeah, like well, it. you know, I don't want to have any cheese dick photos out there of me, <laughs> so I I put my foot down. I. And I'm like, I work in the photo industry. It needs to match my aesthetic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I love the pick. I'm glad we're aligned. It's week six, and we finally got one together. Isn't that a nice feeling? It's going to (laughs) bomb. He's going to throw for 120 yards. (laughs) That's impossible against the Chiefs secondary. He might throw 300 yards on like four plays. Yeah, that's the thing. And he, I mean, he's good. He's looked really good this year. And I don't know why the Chiefs are burned so badly by undersized speedsters when they're practicing against Tyreek Hill every day. Why? How do you let that 75-yarder to rugs happen? Yeah. And, you know, they got another one of those in Stefan Diggs this week. So it's a very fast receiving core. They're going to yeah. hit those slants. They're going to take those 40-yard bombs. And they're gonna. that's going to be an awesome game because, like, that game was too weird, and I decided – I'm not going to take any negative impressions of the Bills. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're still a good team. That'll be a great game. It it will. I can't wait to watch it at 11 p.m. on Monday after turning my phone off for six hours. (laughs) How many more? Do you have one more or two more? I, I have two more. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Back to that Texans Titans game. We know the Titans. They're going to be tired. So I like David Johnson over 58.5 rushing yards. I don't see why, like, just given the calendar and the quick turnaround, I think you really want to just feed your workhorse running back. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think he's probably going to get 20 carries. I think he can average three yards a carry. So, I yeah, I like David Johnson to be over 58.5 rushing yards, minus 115. I don't know why. I'm weird. I weirdly like the Houston plus three and a half here, even though that just might be my anti-Titans bias. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. I'm not buying into the Texans after their their one win. Um, but yeah, I could see David Johnson hitting over 58 and a half. He hasn't been great on a per carry basis, but like you said, if he gets the ball 15 to 20 times, that's he only needs three three yards per carry. Yeah, and it's like a new they have an interim head coach and they'll probably go with a more conservative offensive game plan. And if you don't really have if if you're adjusting on the fly in reinstalling an offense, I think you're just going to go with the path of least resistance, yep. which is pounding the rock. Yep. I like that pick. And I've got one more pick. And it's also a running back going over. I'm going to take Raheem Mostert. Ooh, 75 plus I, rushing yards. I looked at that one. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the Rams run defense is bad. They're just really, really bad. They give up 4.7 yards per carry. Honestly, if there's a bet out there, I couldn't find it on points bet, but if there's one out there for 100 plus scrimmage yards, like rushing and receiving, I would take that because I think he'll he'll do some damage in the air as well. Um, but yeah, it's this is more about the Rams defense being the rush defense being really bad. And it's kind of a hedge for myself because if this prop doesn't hit, that probably means the Rams won. So it's kind of a win-win for me. Um, if you if you are also a Rams fan, maybe take this one. 
but he's a good running back. He showed up. He was like 11 for 90 in his first week back from injury last week. Yeah. And they got crushed that game. So even if the Rams win, he still might get, you know, 14 carries for 85 yards or something. Um, he's just a, he's a beast. So I like Raheem Mostert. Yeah. in in that game, um, sorry, lost my train of thought there for a second. I have my last pick in that game. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot of juice there, but oh. We name a we name a bet every week. I think we should ask points bet to actually put out a line on Raheem Mostert plus a hundred yards combined rushing and receiving. Yep, yep. Let's tweet it at him. Let's see the line, and then let's take that line. Absolutely, I'll take that. So we're tweeting name a bet to at points bet USA. Yeah, we're tweeting name a bet to at points bet USA. We want to see what the line would be on Raheem Mostert one hundred combined yards from scrimmage. You got it. Cool. Let's do that. And my last pick, there's it's are we in the the produce section? Are we at a bodega with a blender cuz there's too much juice. I like minus 223 George Kittle over 50 receiving yards. <laughs> it's a huge amount of juice. The odds are terrible, but Kittle's getting 50 receiving yards in this team in this game. I yeah. do think we're going to see that game, I misforecast it last week, but the Niners are going to return to their identity at some point, which is Kittle. We saw him get like 16 catches in a single game earlier yep. this year, and I think they're just going to go to him early and often. The figure of 50 receiving yards, like Hawkinson has a line for 42 and a half receiving yards. Right. He's the dollar store version of Kittle. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think Kittle will get 50 receiving yards in this game. Yeah. I typically don't like laying that much juice, but for this, it does seem, barring an injury, this will happen. Yeah, what are they going to do? Resign Alec Ogletree off the streets and uh, have him cover George? I don't know. That's the only way I see him not getting it. <laughs> we did it. We did it. And, of course, all the lines on this week's props drop are from the Points Bet Sportsbook. If you haven't heard of Points Bet yet, well, it's already the biggest betting site in Australia. Who, great country. They have the second best version of Survivor. And now it's becoming a player's favorite in legal betting states across the U.S. What makes Points Bet so great? Not only do they have their own customizable bet type called Points Betting, but they also have by far the most weekly betting promos in the entire market. Let's pull up these promos right now. Okay, so you get, as always, $1,000 on sign up. And not only that, you get a picture of Allen Iverson's foot. I know some people who would pay $1,000 just for that picture of Allen Iverson's foot. Name, name those people. You know what? I, they signed an NDA with me in my size 15, so I can't say it. <laughs> you have the Time Bomb Booster, Alabama, Clemson, North Carolina. You can parlay those guys all to win at plus 130. I'll, can I say that's a, maybe not one I would take? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, the, Alabama's a sucker bet this week. 100%. That Georgia line is beautiful. We have tonight, we have a booster, Bellinger or Betts to hit a home run at plus 150. Thanks to Steve, we'll be back in the Braves with our Brave pick. And they have, you can parlay multiple things in the same game. In single game parlays, that's like something that not a lot of places offer. That's a rare thing to bet. And, you know, when we really see a good opportunity, that's how we can take advantage of it. So the two or three times in a month where you really feel like you know something, that's a good way to take advantage of it. 
Well, at FanDuel, they claim to be the only book with same-day parlays, but look at PointsBet. Yeah, FanDuel, you know, maybe they should duel themselves. Like, we're going to have the the lines makers from each of these reenact Hamilton. (laughs) That'll be fun. And, you know, with college football in play bets, 50% bet match. I mean, what's more volatile than college football? I guess the stock market, but what, what can you do? And then they have got a good UFC booster, Chan Sun Jung, minus 145 to win. Those are great odds. So points bet, they're putting value out there. They're putting money potentially in your pocket. And if you are a committed gambler trying to get ahead, trying to hit that elusive 56%, Points bet, it's your best friend behind me, Joel Wachowski, and my boy, 52 yards, Steve Clark. Must be 21 or older to bet online. If you or someone you know have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER today. Man, I'm so, I love doing the disclaimer. I messed up the disclaimer there. Oh, that's LeBron missing a free throw at the end of the fourth <laughs> quarter. Ruined my perfect show. <laughs> Everything was so perfect. Yeah, we we believed in these picks. We extolled our full confidence in what we were putting out there. But most importantly, we had a great time. That's right. Thanks for having me on, bud. I I love doing this pod with you every Friday. And I think we're going to make some money this weekend, even if you don't feel that way. Yeah, baby gonna do it the worse you feel about your picks the better they do that's That's one thing i've learned yeah so go check out steve's blog he picked every game on the nfl schedule it's on the props network now he does that every week they are great and what's your record on the year let me see 41 34 and and two so staying over staying over 50 percent yeah that that's a very good record a lot of prognosticators that who i follow they're having horrible years you're second only to the NFL injury doctor. He's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like the injury reports, that's a good bit of guidance. And Steve, he's almost as good as a medical doctor, which is why I need him to x ray my foot. <laughs> Steve, thanks for coming on. I'll see you next Friday. Go Rams, all go the Rams. way to the Super Bowl. Go Lions, go Rams. Let's go. Boom, boom. Parlay. All right, we had a great Friday props drop. My voice, it's still hanging around. I've gone two and a half hours straight pontificating, talking, parlaying, but here we are. And now, at Friday afternoon, it's time to rest my voice for a couple days. We're going to be putting out a professional gambler picks video any minute. It might be out. No, I don't have it yet. Oh, you don't have it yet? No. Oh, sorry. I was going to run it at the end of this show. Oh, I think it's just not in the right folder. Well, so, ne- next week we'll start running them at the end of this very show. Yeah, so that'll be out soon, and then you know what? We'll be back Monday with a walk on, not covering any of the Monday night games, of course, and we're just going to analyze NFL Week Six. We're going to preview the Major League Baseball World Series. Come on, Astros, Dodgers, let's get that. And until next time, we'll be back on Monday with more content. But until then, for the Props Network and the Walk-On, this is Joel Walkowski walking off.